You're listening to a Lost in the Groove segment. the lids off of plastic bottles yeah okay okay yeah dave's rushing me along no i'm not rushing you along i was gonna tell you to just keep talking oh is that what that is? yeah just keep talking oh my god i fucked okay. it up I, I fucked it up like it's this okay, is it's okay you missed the entrance mm. who needs a real intro anyways yeah welcome the... to uh lost in the groove american groove with yeah. dave and yes. carissa yes with <laughs> with Fiona, uh, can we give a little warm introduction? Um, Want to let us know, uh, you know, uh, of course, your name, uh, who you are, uh, yeah, what you hear something. all about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So my name is Fiona, um, which I think has been covered. Um, I, <laughs> I am, think so. Uh, I'm a, a Chicagoan. Um, I am... Uh, probably middle-aged, I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm a transgender woman. And uh, let's see. So I'm a, I'm a bike messenger. That's my job. I'm a bike messenger by trade. I ride my bike around the city all crazy um, all year round, even in the snow. And uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I love cycling. What, and... what is that like? Being uh, What do you call your, your job? Um, it's called bike messaging or bike courier. A bike messenger. Oh yeah, you're a bike messenger in Chicago. The weather is like I've been to Chicago. It gets really, really cold and windy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a tough uh, job. Luckily, um, global warming has like mostly taken care of the terrible winters. You. It's really listen. not that bad anymore. That's crazy. Well, human intervention has done a lot of benefits for the planet. That I can say for assurance. Oh, we've been slowing down global warming. Is that what you're saying? No, Dave? no, 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 no. We, well, I mean, kind of, not really. You know, you know how it goes. Politics. Be positive. Be positive. Think positive thoughts. The world is getting better, right? It oh. seems to me that it's like a moving locomotive, and there's a lot of ants trying to push back on it. But you know, that's not- yeah. Hey, that's a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> um how, how, okay so like that's that's your your job like we, um, yeah me and dave both have jobs too that we feel like are a little bit more like different than than other people's jobs but you know i mean in the same i i feel like your job's very unique if if you're doing that like on a weekly basis, like at least it gets you like out in the world instead of like in an office over and over again, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, the number one thing, I mean, really besides it just being so much fun to me, the number one thing I find about my job is that um, I'm on my bike all day. So when people ask me, like doctors ask me like, you know, how would you rate your like, you know, physical health or like how much like um, exercise do you get per week? I'm like, 
like all day, every day, you know, it's, wow. it's fine. Yeah, like literally. Me. Yeah. Like literally that's what you do for a living, honey. That's right. It's worth that bicycle. You know, as, as, as the late Freddie Mercury, Mercury put it in, I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride. <laughs> ride away, Dave, ride. <laughs> I'm trying. So one thing I will say that um, intrigued me the most, and this is why I reached out, was your, like, your strength to just keep pushing forward, getting after your goals, being successful, getting on your own two feet. And it's something that we like forget because sometimes we get too comfortable. We don't have those scary moments that have in our lives. We're like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Um, you want to talk about a little, little bit about that? I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, so first of all, I should probably set the stage by saying like, I am a, uh, I'm I'm very much like a leftist sort of anti-capitalist sort of person. So uh we love okay. old people here. <laughs> so let me drop yeah. ahead a little bit. Um I became homeless uh almost a year ago now. It was last spring, like late like early spring. Um and I've been homeless before a couple times. It's not it's not something crazy, but um uh luckily like i wasn't like sleeping on boxes or in doorways or anything like i was able to find people to help me out a lot but i mean it was a that's a long time you know so i was i I was sort of couch surfing and like jumping back and forth between people's places and um um a lot of it stems from like a lot of my sort of mental illness and stuff that like prevented me from I guess succeeding or even like trying to succeed. Like I've been um, diagnosed with like um, major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder and PTSD and ADHD. Yeah, it can really, it can be really hard to maintain a schedule that like it just repeats itself over and over again every week. Like it can be just so hard to keep up with um, for certain reasons. Uh, for and a lot of reasons. It's like sometimes it's almost impossible for me to even just like pick up the phone to like, you know, get, you know, get my, you know, whatever, my phone turned back on or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it could take like weeks sometimes just to like put the corner of the bed sheet back on the bed after it comes up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> Way I mean, too well. I remember for, for me, you know, I was living by my, um, my mom for you remember this after my dad passed away for about two years and then i had to move down here to florida and i got an apartment after not having one for two years and just like the feeling of knowing that like i can pay for my own home you know like my own room um you become you know like i don't want to be like a negative or but like it's true when you become accustomed to things and you lose those things like a home um self of security or you're in the right place or not getting anywhere or you're like you know chris has said that you're kind of in this rut you're just doing the same shit every single week when you're able to get yourself out of that it feels really good 
Well, I just wonder, like how 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 you were able to yeah, I'm sorry, to change I'm sorry. things, like you know, because you said you'd been homeless a couple times before. Um, I've been in situations where I I put up with living environments that were terrible, just not to be homeless. Like I've like put myself like you know in other people's spaces that allowed me to be there where it was just like fucking not okay and terrible and I just need to go but I didn't want to just be like completely homeless you know so I like stick around too much but um I mean I, I the only way I ever found to get myself out of stuff like that is to force myself to do stuff that I don't want to do um but I mean it sounds like you know some of the things that were really getting in your way would were like mental health issues like things that how did you overcome how how did you start to like you know because it sounds like you got yourself out of the situation more or less um it sounds kind of crazy but like i i really always like rely on the universe to sort of pull me back out of these like awful holes that i find myself in you know, a, a job will just fall in my lap or like an apartment will just fall in my lap. Or So basically I wasn't homeless. I, was, I had a home like we all do probably. And, uh, but my roommate was just like intolerably abusive. Mm-hmm. Like she was always screaming. The house was always a mess. She was always gaslighting me into taking the blame for all of her messes. And there were dudes over that were abusive that I had to like kick out and everything. And eventually like, I just fucking lost it. Like I was in the middle of like a sort of mental breakdown already. And then that compiled compounded with that. And my friend was just like, get the fuck out of there, pack a suitcase and come over to my house right now. And so that's what I did. Like I was, you know, on a lease, I was paying rent. I had, a, you know, had all my shit there and I just like left with a suitcase and like walked three miles dragging a suitcase behind me. And that was the beginning of my homelessness. That's how it happened. And like, um, and 10 months later and like five couches later, I'm living across the hall from where I live right now on a friend's couch. And he, you know, he said the apartment across the hall is being is available like do you want to try and get it i'm like holy shit like that's really expensive but yeah absolutely i don't want to be homeless anymore and then so it just it just fell into my lap and i'm just like working my ass off to like have this apartment all by myself and it's an amazing space in my dream neighborhood and it just fell into my lap that's how i pulled myself out of it it just you know i'd love to have like a more heartwarming like you know, I pulled up my bootstraps. No, that's very it, heartwarming, but... honestly. Like, and I um, I want to, I want to share something with you, because I can relate perfectly with this. My last roommate, which was before I had this apartment all by myself, Krista knows us because we. When my dad passed, <laughs> you guys a- hated each other. <laughs> when my dad passed away, okay, and I was holding my brother's hand. While we were in the cemetery, while we were putting him in the ground, he texted me for rent while I was putting my father's coffin in the ground. He threatened to put this little girl in um, like a shelter because yeah, like give, the, give it away. Yeah, and he made me break Shiva, which is like a very important part of like Judaism. We sit seven days after someone passes. 
and you're, we're not supposed to be disturbed. As a family, like it's our time to rest and mourn. So I had to disturb that to go get my cat, which of course I, of course I did. Like, hello, we all have fuzz babies over here, right? All have fuzz babies. Um, Roommates do crazy things. Yes, yeah, they do. I, I like, I needed the reminder as to why like living alone is really bomb because like it really is it's amazing. I, I mean, just for me, I'm gonna preach having your own place you know is good raise of hands everybody that agrees <laughs> they like living alone please raise their hand i i do and i don't you know i mean i do i but right now it sounds really good it's really good <laughs> this is yeah. my first time ever and like my rent is way too much it's like twice as much as i as my income which is not ideal oh no no <laughs> But it's so amazing that I just have to do it. If I have to do it. How long have you lived there? So I've been here for two months. Sweet. So yeah. that's why there's still like crap everywhere. You can see behind me, there, there's crap everywhere. It looks like like art supplies, you know, in a bookshelf with it, some that, letters. That is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in my kitchen. I live in this like really really tiny like less than 300 square feet like little apartment and so if i'm in my kitchen i'm in my entire apartment you know we're not in my bathroom right now which is kind of no. cool but otherwise um, we're we're everywhere in my so apartment i'm actually <laughs> so i'm actually in a built um built-in studio that i made in my apartment uh i got this is crazy. I got an apartment that's like 890 square feet. I have like a one bedroom and like it's cheap for Florida. It's it's a lot. It's like a lot. It's like kind of like almost half my paycheck. But anyway, a lot. Um, And it's just like, this is my space. Like, Carissa, you got your space. Fiona, first of all, bookshelf. Oh, my God. I want to see like when it's complete. Yeah. I'm just like it's going to look so Congratulations on being. Yeah, congratulations on being in like your favorite neighborhood. Yeah, congrats. Congratulations. Oh, Does that like contribute a lot to like riding around like it just like puts you like in the right place already? Like Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. Yeah, I mean cool. like and even just walking around, even just walking to the grocery store, like I never knew how like being in a being like surviving living in a in an area that is like full of queer people like just uplifts you because you're you're not like hiding all the time you know you can walk around freely you meet people like sometimes you just say hello to people just because they're like you're like you're kind of like oh no goodness I dropped so you're living in like a um in a, a certain district of Chicago where you feel like people are more accepting. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's fun. Yeah, I used to live like more on the west side. It's like um, a little conservative, right? I guess you could it's say. Conservative? Uh, yeah, I would say poor, maybe a little rougher, you know, with the type of area that has like a tire shop on every corner. <laughs> That's where I live. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, yeah. Yep, yeah, I can relate. It's funny you mention that because uh, I met I messaged Carissa uh, before we did the podcast. I love roller skating. I've always loved roller skating. Roller uh, and skating. I have a pair of roller skates and I always keep them in my car. Always like they're always in my car. 
And today I was like, you know, I'm going to put on my roller skates and I just like, yeah, <laughs> cool. You know what? Why don't we take a short break and we will be right back. <laughs> break time. <laughs> break time. God, what's going on over here? All right, people, we'll be right back. Bye. All right. There we go. There we go. Sorry, who are you calling continue. a stoner? Hey, who are you calling a boner? Oh. A boner. <gasps> oh. Ooh. <laughs> did someone say boner? <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> it was oh. Twixie. Twixie started it. She said it. You started it, dude. You said it first. I know. And thank I you know. for that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It's my job. Um, well, everybody, welcome back uh, to Lost in the Groove with Yona. Um, where did with we Yona. leave? Where where did, I know I can't no just <laughs> can't stop no I'm not gonna sing Dave control no singing all right getting back to uh what were we what, were, what, <laughs> what was the last thing what was the last thing we were talking about um well I had said that I I think it would be really nice to live in a like a neighborhood where I felt more like of a community type of feeling I don't really have anything like that. I don't know. I mean, that's one of the shitty things about L.A. Everybody's like out for themselves in a way. But, you know, mm. I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I bet there's there's down parts to every place you could live in. Well, L.A., I actually have a lot of experience. I mean, I lived there for three years. And okay. uh, what yeah. uh, if you don't mind me asking what part of L.A. are you? I just live up in the valley because it's the cheapest place to live. So oh, for sure. I'm in Van Nuys. Okay. Yep. Um, what I used to live in, I mean, I've lived in like South Central, sort of like uh, West Jefferson or even like down in um, Englewood. Yeah. Um, but it's all been like art collectives. So that's how it was cheap. I lived with like 18 people yeah. or whatever in yeah. like a giant I, building. I, know, I, know, we, I yeah. actually know somebody. Well, she... Um, they were on the podcast. Eli. Eli. Used to, yeah. Eli we used, used to, to go do down that. there and hang out, you know, like go go meet friends after shows and different things like that. And like they'd be like, come on back. And we'd like go back and it was like a place like that where it'd be like, you know, there's like 15 people living there. It's just like a big warehouse. So they like built out all these different rooms. It was always really appealing. I never knew anybody and i'm i'm kind of i don't know i mean just it's really really cool i guess i was always like not as um adventurous to like go move in in that that type of situation it, i guess i just like worry too much i don't know that's really cool though like um some of the well, most yeah, beautiful it's kind of that thing like how we were just like um, we were just talking about like yeah, living alone is so amazing. That's like the complete polar opposite of that. That is funny. Yeah, they're like total opposites. They are. Well, yeah. you have to like put yourself in the mind of. Okay, here's the, here's the deal. Artists are hella fucked up people. Sometimes they're hella fucked up in a good way. And what I mean by that is is like creating these artist communities. Um you know, kind of coming together and bringing their art together. Like, for example, I lived in Israel for th about three and a half years and just seeing different artists coming together on a Friday 
and sharing their art or selling it or, you know, by a cafe. I don't know. Like there, there's something about being in that environment that it makes you feel happy, you know, and safe. Mm. Yeah. I did that shit a lot more when I was younger. I would say like my early twenties, I just like hang around in like art communities and just like be with people. But now it's like, I don't have any of that at all. And I mean, there's a few different reasons for things like that, you know, like relationships with uh, significant others and stuff like that, that like, you know, fell through and like cut ties with people and then the goddamn pandemic. So I felt like, you know, that kind of just separated me from everybody, but I definitely don't don't have that like artist community anymore. I mean, that's kind of why we like do the podcast is so that we like have this like virtual artist community which is kind of neat but we're still growing it at the t- at the moment mm-hmm. yeah but it's nice to be able to share those experiences let me ask you something <clears throat> so you were saying i mean unfortunately but you know going through these situations of being homeless um when did you i mean like i'm very happy that you have your own place now but, you know, generally when you're in a position where you're homeless, it's very hard to get yourself out. Um, let me ask you, how were you able to get yourself out? So I guess, like, like I said, like I was, I was living, um, you know, by the seat of my pants from the kindness of friends and like, I really did lose touch with a lot of friends because I was so like sort of out of control uh, mental health issues, as well as like substance abuse and et cetera, et cetera. But um, I was still able to like hold my job because I have a job that's like so forgiving. So you know, I was I was saving money, and you know, when when the time came to uh, to move into this place, I found I saw the opportunity. I just like was able to grab it, and I think like a lot of people in my position might not have like been employed because I was unemployed by the way, for like two years, like during the pandemic. And, um, but you know, I found employment and I found a place that was like super forgiving. And so I was able to just start saving money. And like, once you start saving money, it becomes kind of an addiction. Right. And I don't know, especially if you don't have any bills at all. Um, and so I was able to just like put down the first month's rent and deposit and uh, everything, no problem. And uh, I was, I don't know, it, it just, it, it literally just fell in my lap. Like everything just like came together. Oh, I'm sorry, my cat's like rolling around in the back. I know, it's How did you get your cat? So my cat, so I got my cat. Um, when the pandemic started, so I got her in April of 2020. So she's a pandemic baby. She was just like a, a, a lost kitten and a litter of kittens in my backyard. And I just like, I grabbed her up. <laughs> she was, she was Freya. I, I named her before I even like thought about it. And, uh, mm. she's been my best friend ever since. But, um, when I was in the apartment across the hall, um, the guy I was living with is allergic to cats. So I had to have her living with another friend of mine across the city and didn't see her for like three months. So the minute I signed the lease before I was even allowed to move in here, like I went and grabbed 
the kitty and like Aww. stuck her in the empty apartment and I was like, okay, you're home, baby. I will say this. So the only time um little Twixie over here, I left her for a month because I uh, moved to California and I couldn't take her with me uh, from New York. I left her at my parents. All right. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, my apologies. <laughs> I doubt your mom ever listens to the podcast. I, 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 I know. I, I don't think I know. she'd get this far. I know. But anyway, uh, what happened was I get a call from my mom. She says to me, I, I quote, she says to me on the phone, she says, um, well, something happened to Twixie. Uh, there's a chance she might not make it. Might I add, I'm in California and my mom is in oh New York. God. And I said to her, I said, what the hell happened? And she's like, well, you know, it's not a big deal. Just not a big deal. Okay. Not a she says, well, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, your father left the door open. She got out and she was gone for four days. Might I add, no one called me. No one called me. She survived. I mean, she basically, what, long story short, she got bitten by a raccoon of sorts. It in, got an infection and it became lethal and they had to do surgery and she survived, luckily. But she is not getting left alone ever. You know, she stays with me. Like, you know, anyway. Yeah, that was dark. The whole, the whole idea the that like, story. sort of like some cats are indoor cats and some cats are outdoor cats. Like, no, don't don't let your cat go outside. That's bad. <laughs> I lived outside with this Japanese bad. woman. And in Japan, like in different countries, I know cats, maybe not all of Japan, but I know that, you know, in some cultures, cats can, you know, go in and out. My grandma used to have just an outdoor cat, but I lived with this Japanese woman and she had these indoor outdoor cats and she would lose a cat, you know, every couple years or maybe every five years or so. Like, and she lived in the Hollywood Hills and I'm sure, you know, like some, some would just come and eat it, you know, like a coyote or something like that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just like, well, I'm not going to trap a cat inside. They don't want to live in there like that, you know, was kind of her reasoning. And it's like, OK, but you live in a different place now. But she had very bouge, home. honey. There's a lot of mm-hmm. rooms. I think the cat has a lot of places it can do in the Beverly Hills. I don't know. Uh, I can I can understand that mindset. One time Freya got in the basement and I thought she got out and I was just like scream crying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So every time I leave, like I double or triple check that the cat hasn't run out underneath my feet because no, that would yeah. kill me. Cats cats kind of like get away, you know, like it's like scary. Um, my ex, his cat, like the first few times that the cat got away, it was just like, you know, he was like crying. It was like, oh my God, like, will we ever find it again? You know? And I've thankfully not haven't had to experience that with a dog, you know, (laughs) but I feel like with cats, it was like a reoccurring thing. And I've heard lots of stories that just disappear or try to get away or some shit like that.
Ray is the biggie. I'll never let her go. <laughs> no, they can't. Well, okay, so I love that moment of silence. We all love we're, just a moment like, of silence. I like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, with Twix, I never really had those problems. I mean, because like for me, she's more like a dog than she is like a cat. Um, Twixie's the opposite. Like if she gets out, she'll run away, but then she'll come back. And Even then she's she- still doing the getting out part of the whole thing, you know, like getting out, getting you away. Know what- like, okay. Do you want to hear weird. something crazy? She got out once and she got out and she came back like five hours later. She killed a bird. <laughs> she was like stalking a bird out of the balcony. <laughs> she went out to kill it and came back. That oh. was the whole purpose of her leaving for five hours. Like she planned this. I, I was saw like, this bird. I'm going to kill it. She yeah. needs to go do a murder. <laughs> she doesn't really look murderous from what I've seen. No. Like out to do a murder. They're all but murderers that- inside. Yes. Has your cat ever, Fiona, has your cat ever, like, killed um, a mouse or anything? No. Uh, luckily, I've never had a mouse or a rabbit or a bird or anything in my apartment, and she's never really been outside. But I do take her outside in the grass, and she loves chasing bugs. And her favorite bugs to chase are bees. Like, she'll grab them with both hands and, like, chomp them. So she loves chasing <laughs> bugs. And if there's ever like a spider or a fly in the apartment, as soon as she makes eye contact with that bug or fly or or spider, she just that's her whole life until it's <laughs> until it's dispatched. They make life so much better. One thing I um one thing that is in, uh, I think it's important to bring up, you know, we're talking about animals and when you're a person that like, you know, you go through trauma and got all this shit and like this baggage, the nice thing about animals is unconditional love. You know, they're, they don't have to talk your language. Isn't that amazing that you can love an ant, you know, an animal, and you don't even have to speak the same language. You know um, that you love each other, without, with you know, without the barrier of language. So that tells you that we can create meaningful connections if we want to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was actually just thinking about this the other day because. Freya just loves me so much and I love her so much and I don't know um, maybe it's just the toxoplasmosis talking but like when she's laying on my chest and purring and like I'm patting her and like I don't want it to ever end I'm just like how do we love each other so much like we've been through so much together I guess but it's, it's so nice like we don't need to be humans we don't need to be having a philosophical conversation like just your paramotor running is like all I need. <laughs> I love the paramotor, honey. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm talking about a muscle car, okay? Not a cat for all you perverts. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love you all. 
Um, yeah, purring is incredible. It's yeah, so sweet. In- it's like just that like when you like pet a cat just right and they purr, it gives you this like sense of accomplishment. Like you're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy because animals have um, many species of animals have created different ways of communication besides speech because most animals can't talk. It's interesting how we humans chose this way for communication compared to you know like sonar, hand signals, uh, clicks, you know. I don't want to sound like a fucking scientist because I ain't. Mm. Well, have you ever heard about this like study they did on um, uh, gopher communication? Gopher where, communication. Like, Interesting. Yeah, they say? <laughs> so the gophers can literally, and so they, they've done like extraneous testing on like what the different sounds and stuff they make when there is a danger present and they found that there are like stark similarities um depending on what type of danger whether it's a human or a deer or a coyote or whatever and they've been able to like pinpoint it down to the fact that they can communicate with their like little whistles and squeaks whether a person is bald wearing a red shirt um is tall like like they they do it all and yeah they, so whether or not they speak like obviously they don't you know speak english or use the, the sort of vocal cords that we do but they they do communicate with almost like a human-like um vernacular i guess you could call it of squeaks and and whistles like whales too they're able to almost like like coming up with a whale translator no whale translator uh whales just sound like you ever hear whale calls it's It's very they're beautiful but very depressing oh (laughs) they're all like baby whale like trying to get to its like parent whale is just like oh like I don't know yeah I think something about whales being like mammals I start to like feel for them I definitely I care a lot about the whales isn't that amazing (laughs) that they're mammals yeah I feel like as much as like words are great for our communication sometimes they put us in a situation where we don't like they limit us in expression because it's like oh we're supposed to pick between like the words that we have and the the things that we have to explain ourselves you know just because we do use words to express ourselves as humans i mean we could definitely choose other forms of expression as well but like what i'm saying is like you know being limited to words can be kind of difficult instead of just like you know like highly advanced like sometimes i feel like it 
what is more highly advanced is using things other than words to express ourselves, um, but also using the right words, you know? I don't know. I'm a stoner. I'm like, oh, my God, well, I'm thinking think everything at once. <laughs> it's very interesting when you get yourself in, like, a position where you don't need words at all, right? So, like, say you're, like, with, like, mm. a, a new, like, sort of romantic partner or whatever, mm. and you're just, like, vibing or whatever, and, mm-hmm. like, like, sometimes you don't need a single word. You're just, mm-hmm. like, you're having a whole conversation, like, while you're watching a movie or something, just, like, based on, like, touch or whatever, and, like, these are, like, you know, parts of, like, love language or whatever. I guess, like, people who have, like, you know, verbal um communication as part of their like major part of their love language um wouldn't get it as much but like for someone who has like affection or touch or something as part of their love language maybe understand more well again you know um going back to the whole idea of being artistic or being an artist it all stems back to self-expression because if you think um i actually learned this you want to know something real cool Michael Jackson, when he used to record his music, he used to record it on a, on a tape recorder. He would That's how he would remember it. He'd remember from a tape recorder. And that's how he would, then when he would have to go ahead and record it, he would just go ahead and sing it. So he didn't even like use the sheet. No, 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 no. He just used the sound. He wanted to hear the sound and the words with the sound. So, like, again, going back to this is where it's not about being special. It's not being better. It's not about being cool. It's kind of the realization that sometimes when you go through fucked up shit in your life, you get through it and really accomplish goals. And you do things that are important, like having a pet, you know, having a place you're able to have a clear a clear picture you know a whole picture what you mean like no 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 not whole picture <laughs> clear picture there's a difference i think a lot of people are like very quick to you know to tell me like, oh, you know, you know, your life is quite hard. That's, and I feel bad for you, but I don't think, I don't, I've never felt that way. So like, you know, surely like, you know, a topic that I expected to talk about was how I was like, you know, everything was awful and now it's like way better. And that's true. But like, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Like I'm I'm stoked to be alive. I'm stoked to be on this planet. Like I'm stoked to be like, you know, not uh, I don't look as old as I am. I'm stoked for so many different things. And now I get to be like super about my new situation, you know, fifty years ago or whatever, like our grandmothers. You know, they were like, okay, well, the first thing you need to do is get a family and get a husband and, you know, start your home and everything. But now we get to live like multitudes of lives and there's nothing like really, I mean, there's a lot of negativity in the world, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's so easy to be 
to be positive if if like you're not super worried about like like money or your position in you know society or other things i don't know now no. really no i mean it it's true and and who isn't i mean when you you come back to it it's all about who's pulling the strings You know, because it's it's all about it's all about perspective, you know, and we've we've all heard this like, oh, you know, they have it harder. Oh, you know, um, they have it, you know, oh, I have it. But, you know, it's more. I feel like you got to be able to look at your own life and say, wow, I've been able to accomplish this because I was able to accomplish it. Not because of those motherfuckers and not because of those motherfuckers. It's because of you. So it's important. It is. Well, I do think that, like, there's a lot of, like, the community around you. Like you said, like, you are staying across the hallway from where you are now. Like, you're staying with people. It's kind of like... Being around the things that that you wanted made them closer within your grasp, you know? So, like, you kind of, you said it, like, fell into your hands, but you were also kind of, like, right next to it, like, ready for it, like, at the same time. So, you know, you kind of put yourself in, in the situation to find the right thing. Um, sometimes I think, yeah, you got to open up space for it. And that's what I see that you did was like open up space. Like you're like, I got to get the fuck out of wherever I am, even if it's like staying on some couches or something like that, you know? Yeah, that was like literally like like how it happened. I like I saw an opportunity to get out of a situation, even though the future was like very foggy or whatever. Like what you're talking about right now is like, the secret or like, you know, the power, unlocking the power of the universe by, you know, such and such Buzzfeed writer or whatever. Like, it's like whatever you put out into the universe, like Mm -hmm. comes to you. But honestly, like it's not so far from the truth. Like (laughs) magic, which I'm a a practitioner of and like, I'm not, I'm not really bringing that, but I will say that like, it's all about just like, um, inviting the universe to like put the things that you need a little closer to yourself. It's not about moving yourself to, you know, what you want. It's about making the universe move itself towards you. Here's the, here's the, uh, here's the news flash. Okay. There are a multitude times thousands times billions versions of us that have done exactly what we have done slightly a little different maybe a different color shirt maybe a different color wall maybe we're sitting somewhere differently here's the here's the reality the reality is i'm not saying that free will is not a real thing what i'm saying is life is not made to be planned you cannot plan life you know nobody is born and and maybe maybe in the very distant future you know they're going to do this for five years exactly to you know the way it's supposed to be 
the whole purpose of living, the whole purpose of being in this universe, the whole purpose of being a part of this experience is to have that foggy, like you said, to sometimes be a little bit blurry. And then as you get closer, you get a clear, that's what I meant, a clearer picture. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's poignant. I mean, yeah. Start to figure shit out yeah. as you move along. <laughs> Um, I think people got to do stuff their own way, you mm -hmm. know, to each, to each their own, like so intensely, you know? Mm. Um, There's obviously a million ways to live. There is a million ways to live. And the crazy part is there's a million ways of not living. Dave is so like deep. It's it's good. Listen, you know I don't control <laughs> the way that the cannabis infects the hosts of this podcast. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binaries level. Um, it's all about like getting into what matters most. Because here's the thing: we're three people here having this conversation. Okay. And I think that, you know, you want to say that the universe works in mysterious ways. Fine. Go ahead and say that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've just come to accustomed to be like, things are the way that they are because they are. Change what you can. Don't force what you can't. I think there's a lot of like power that comes with like hoping for the right thing, you know, hoping for good things for yourself, like looking in the right direction. You know, I think I think you have to be open to the right thing happening. Um, I mean, but sometimes I don't know about you, but there's been different times in my life where I've just been like fucking like cursed. Like, I'm like, you know what? Everything's just going to be shitty for a little bit and I'm just going to ride it out. You know, and like I can tell that like the universe like isn't on my side and I'm like, all right, <laughs> we're just going to hang tight through this one and it's going to suck. <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know, sometimes that happens with things, especially in my life. Like I'm like, I don't really like this situation, but I'll just like suffer it out till it's over because it will end. I don't know. There's a lot of that just like putting up with like shit for a period of time and realizing that if I don't throw a fit about it, it'll go away eventually. I don't know. Instead of like, you know, blowing everything up myself. I think I learned that a lot in getting older. Like I was like, I don't have to like get pissed off about every single thing I don't like. Like some things will just figure themselves out. You know, meh, David's like, uh, I do think sometimes you have to throw a fit just yeah, to like, like make sure fit. that you like make sure that you like get the ball rolling on on like a change because sometimes a change will never come if you don't absolutely like scream to the universe like oh, I need it right now like that's literally how I became homeless which I guess I it, it wasn't a choice it wasn't a choice it was it was it was uh, not a choice but I I was like. I was like, that's it. That's it. Like I've, that's the 
Scarlet broke the camel's back. Like I can't stay here one more day. And like, I had to like scream at the universe, like that's fucking it. And then I threw my whole life like out the fucking window. Um, I don't know. Sometimes, but like, honestly, like most of the time, you're absolutely right. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me ask you a question. Um, who are you, who are some of your favorite artists in regards to music? Well, like what people inspired you? Yeah. What music inspires you? I, I'm fucking high enough for this shit. So let's do it. Okay. That is interesting. So I'm not super good at like being like extra cool about music like most people are. But um You like so, what you like, you know? Yeah. So my favorite artists um would be like um David Bowie. Um Ooh. And then um, Modest Mouse is a huge, like, part of my life. That's um, and then, like, early, like, goth stuff, like, 90s sort of goth stuff, like Susie and the Banshees and Bauhaus and, um, I don't know, I've gone, I've... The Ramon, uh, Ramones? I do love the Ramones, and I didn't used to, but, like... But, I yeah, love I, the Ramones. I love them so much. Like, I love them. I don't like, want to be buried in, in a pet cemetery. <laughs> oh my god! Cemetery. Joey. Rest in peace, all the Ramones. Right. I think that were the were a couple of the Ramones buried at the Hollywood Cemetery. I believe so, uh, but I, yeah, I feel like I saw two. Isn't this crazy? The Beatles, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr are still alive, but every single member, I think, I think Mickey Ramone, I think Mickey Ramone is the only last living member of the original lineup. I mean, there's lots of people who were oh, in no, the Tommy band. Ramone, yeah, Tommy Ramone was dead <laughs> years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm trying the, to sound like all cool, like I know all the names. Like, no, nah. loves music. Dave I love music. Music, yeah. Yes, thank you. But this isn't about you, Dave. This is no, it's Fiona. not about you. This is about Fiona. So you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned Modest Mouse. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely, that? I love yes. Modest Mouse. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So when I was, so I'm, I'm 42. I don't know if I told you guys this. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm 42. And so when I got out of you high school, 40, I was you don't like, look 42. Yeah, go on. No one would ever know any yeah. age that you are. Like, not, it's, it's hard to tell like what age you, you could be any age. Yes. <laughs> When I was 19, I like had a I had a like a pizza delivery job. I had a car and uh it was a Ford Pro, just like the worst car. It was kind of like cute, I guess. And uh I uh I did pizza delivery and I listened to music all day long, but I listened to I was in Houston, Texas, and I listened to K True, which was like the local um independent slash college radio station yeah and that was the shit that was when in like indie music and emo was just starting to drop and like the whole reason why it like caught on so big as it did and now indie is like synonymous i mean everything's independent in these things but 
Um, but, but, but back then it was like, there were like 50 artists on the radio and that's the only exposure you ever got to music. But then, um, when like college radio came out, they were playing like world music and like independent shit and experimental shit. And then, then there was like this weird emo shit, but then at the front of it all, like tech, like with hails of thousands of other bands behind them were Modest Mouse and uh, I don't know the, the Moon in Antarctica is my favorite Modest Mouse album um, uh, followed think, like, closely it, by the Love of the Crowder Blast what year is it like it's like like 2004 okay, what, what is the name of the album The The Moon in Antarctica the moon in Antarctica. If my phone works, it when might do you be think that to... was? You think like when do you think you had the pizza job? Like two thousand three. So I would have been like two thousand one. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. I don't know which songs I was actually. That's when I heard the Ramones for the first time. It came out okay, in two thousand. That makes perfect sense. Sure. Two thousand. <clears throat> I know it's the early two thousands. My sister is like 12 years older than me. And then I'm like 10 years older than Dave. So like, you know, 11, I mean, honey, we're 11 years apart. Shut up. My sister had, um, she was a big Modest Mouse fan and she took us, I've seen him in concert three times. She took us to the show in Iowa city and I watched the like lead singer guitarist guy, like, his guitar strings broke and it like cut his arm and he like still finished the song and it was just like this like really incredible um experience but i remember they were like modest moss is one of the first like banties that i had like they were they had like a new it was like a new wave i know there was like one other band like right along with modest mouse that i just like arctic, fucking loved. um arctic i can't Mon remember Mon the name of it no I think it's before no, that arctic monkeys nope there's another one uh, not, I, Goo -Goo uh, no. not Goo Goo dolls nope nobody knows oh gosh no <laughs> <laughs> not Goo, Goo dolls i'm thinking of someone else sorry give me a minute give me a i mean there were a lot of different things that we liked like i don't know i saw the other day there was like um Cake is coming to the Greek Greek theater, and I was like, "Do I even want to see Cake anymore?" Like, I was like, "I don't know," you know that. Kind see of what thing. you do with the Greek though is you sneak up onto the hill behind the Greek, and then you watch it like from the woods. That sounds great. Oh, and then you like drink whiskey out of the bottle and like smoke weed and like sit in the woods on the mountain and just like watching. Yeah. That's great. I, you've got good music taste. It's very good mm. stories. Um, and music really, it gives you, it can give me a place. Like it always gave me a place, you know, like if I didn't know what the hell to do with myself, it was like, I, I know I can, you know, I can throw myself into music and that's a good place to go sometimes. Favorite David Bowie song for me? <laughs> Black Star. What's yeah, your favorite like David Bowie stuff. song? Um, you know, honestly, it's been a minute since I listened to David Bowie, but it's like um, uh, Starman. Is that the name of the song? 
I have them all on yeah, vinyl. I haven't like listened to them in a long time. Mm, I should. I should. I know. I'm with you. I haven't either. I have. I have a lot of his vinyls in my collection. Uh, my friend. Ask- um, I wanted to tell you. Oh, why? I had. I had a friend. Um, my friend Roger. He always used to go by the name the Thin White Duke, which was like a a stage of David Bowie that I find is like really really sexy. Um, the Thin White Duke, and I was like trying to remember like what was my favorite um david bowie song around do you know, that time. do you know how do you know how he pulled that off he pulled that <laughs> off by only drinking milk eating peppers and, and snorting cocaine that's what he did throughout that the 70s was diet. that was his diet that's all he did every day God. i can't remember my my favorite song of his it's like some like slow kind of like lullaby song and i listened to it for like maybe like every single day like four times for like two months when i went through like a bad time i don't know i probably played it at work like over and over and over again everybody was like carson's playing the song again and i can't remember the name of it but like that would be i know i know what you're talking i know what you're talking about i read about it and david bowie was like it's a lullaby to my people and i was like yes (laughs) the cat (laughs) sorry no, it's fine. He's like jumping up and down in a box. Oh, it's so cute, though. That's the best. I know. Mine is passed out. Life without David Bowie would have been... Ugh. Yeah. Well, you know, he did a lot. Like, he did a lot. Like, people still reference him when they're, like, trying to express to, like conservative people like what like how maybe they can grasp like the idea of like gender binary not being a thing like they'll be like well take bowie for example (laughs) like are you aware of bowie and the boomers will be like yeah of course like let me ask you something they'll be like what generation are you so I'm on the cusp between Generation X and Millennial. So you're a Gen Xer. Technically. Oh, Gen X Lil. Mm. Gen X Damn. I don't know. Are I'm we part right. of the same thing, me and you, David? No, I mean, I'm so okay, here's the weird thing about me is I'm born in ninety-nine, okay? Anybody that's born from 95 to 99 can relate with me with this. We are like the generation right after millennials that like experience the world kind of like mid-internet. And then it just died in 2010. It just died. Like we woke up New Year's like like happy-go-lucky and it's like, oh, shit. What do you mean? I'm being serious. That's literally what had happened. What are you talking about? What does any of that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but I wanted to go on an elaborate, elaborate exploration. But anyway, Excuse that's me. it. I'm done. No. I'm done. Like, done. what do you mean? Like, what do you what? mean? You woke up one day and everything was different? 
Is that what you're saying? No, I don't mean that literally, but I mean like just things started to change, you know, like <laughs> not like you actually woke up one day. And no, 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 no. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that, that is bananas. No, no, no. That no. is what you said, David. I did, but again, <laughs> I'm very sarcastic, as most of you can probably tell. I don't know. I mean, oh, what's no. it like being a Gen X millennial? Millennial. Oh, that's that's hard to say. Just say. Um, <laughs> I guess I I coined that just now. So just yes. mark it in the history books, please. <laughs> we have this recorded for proof. <laughs> Um, I, it feels weird for me because I'm like ageless. I'm like the ageless sort of human being. And I do believe that I'll never die. I do believe that I'm going to live to be a thousand years old. No problem. Cool. Because there's no way that I'm a- aging. Like I never do. So, um, uh, what's it like? Uh, uh, it's weird because, you know, after the whole pandemic thing, like, everyone was inside all the time and a million times and then it came back and then it left and then it came back and then it left again like i i wasn't outside like i was inside and the moment i stepped outside like all of a sudden everyone was like way younger than me and i was like oh last time i was outside everyone was older than me and now everyone's younger than me and like it's it was really off-putting and i hate it i hate being older than everybody so, like, I work in retail in, like, a tr- sort of trendy part of town where everyone's, like, 22 and beautiful and everything. And, like, I'm always, like, oh, you're, like, 20 years younger than me. It's crazy. Like, Dave was born the year I graduated high school. It is yeah. different. Yeah. I. It, it is, like, I go to school with a bunch of, like, you know 19 20 year olds and like when i look around i'm like oh my god you know like but then there's like people my age and i've seen some people older than me and stuff like that but like i guess there's just like and it's not the same for everybody but there's like a a lot of there's a lot of different things going on in in the life of a person that's like 19 20 21 22 you know like it's like there's things that there's things other than the age that makes them kind of like sometimes a little bit difficult to be around like it's not i mean not not that i find it difficult to be around younger people but i say like sometimes it makes me have like you know some self-reflection or (laughs) different things like that like it's just like i i never realized that i was so much older you know in the same way like i'm like oh my god like there's a lot of things that like stand out about it i don't like being older either i just i I really don't how how do you feel about leonardo dicaprio who's like 50 being with like a 19 year old because i think about it yeah for me it's like it's not it's not like I'm not like obsessed with the idea that like it's like basically pedophilia or whatever. I'm more like, how can you be with someone who's like out of touch with your generation? Like it's so odd. Like I don't you know, think that that match would work at all. You know what? Teach their own. I mean, look. Oh, but, Dave's all like pro. He's like, no, let's, yeah. look, I no, I'm not pro. Yeah. Okay, okay. Fuck teenagers. I, 
I'm one of those people <laughs> that believe it. Let me finish. I am one of those people that believe in people make choices. Okay. 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 It, it's not like she's 13, 12. No, no, no. I mean, like she's 19, like she's. Is she adult. really 19? I thought she was at least like 23. She's 22. She's 22. I think she's like 22. She's not 19. She's 22. But the point is, is that. You, you, they're you, you, they're okay. adults. They're adults. Okay, so basically, you know, remember the story about Charlie Chaplin? He had a he was like fifty something years old, and he married an eighteen year old, and they had like eight children. And she said, you know, like, uh, you know, you can teach me. I'll, I'll I'll teach you, you know, how to live life or whatever. And he was like, oh, you teach me how to stay young, you know. And then like, you know, and then she had all of his kids. I'm just thinking, like, oh, she's 18 years old. Like, and why Why did he want to marry this 18-year-old? You know, like, but it's just, like, I don't know why they dip into that. Like, why it's, like, I don't know. It's, I, I personally could never picture, like, dating somebody who was, like, 18 or something. I don't know. I, I think that there's there's maybe something that happens in like a 18, 20 year old's life where there's this kind of like carefree mindset where you feel like, oh, a million things could happen in my life. What's wrong with dating this 50 year old man? You know, like I I could see it like to an extent where you're like, there's plenty of time to change my mind, you know, or something like that. Like I. I feel like there's just this super carefree mindset maybe that that's why these these women agree to these things where they're like, oh, yeah, I'll date this 50 year old man. I mean, somebody out of all the young models is going to do it. I swear there's going to be somebody. And after that, there's going to be somebody else like in that age bracket. Like there's always somebody up for it. <laughs> I mean, like to to not to be a complete realist and to like you know break with realism, but like honestly, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. He probably has a billion dollars, right? So there there's probably a chance that he can have a pool party that there's like forty you know hot nineteen year olds at his house or whatever. Like it's not that difficult to assume that. He could have his choice of 19-year-old wives just because of the amount of money he owns you, or whatever. Are, Fiona, are like, you, are are you assuming... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Fiona, are you assuming that a billionaire could own an, his own sex island? Are you assuming that a billionaire know. could own that? Mm. Sex Island. Bone I believe Island. I believe one didn't kill themselves fairly recently. I believe that was the story. I don't know. Freak Island. Freak. And Mike yeah, Jagger on it. Yeah. It's just like, why is that? I don't know. I guess people are just like really, really into like being shitty, terrible people. Like, why are people like so like obsessed with like you know, just like fucking around. I just, I wonder. Like, it's like I, 
I don't know. I mean, I think money can like make people just like go like completely wild. It's it's interesting. And I feel like I live a much more tame life where I'm I think you can go state. wild. Like if you get like a billion dollars, if someone just handed you a billion dollars tomorrow, you, you wouldn't recognize yourself in a month. Like know, it would like, just hey, fuck you up. Money does fuck you up. I yeah. would literally be calling like Carissa, like I'm in Maui right now. Where are you? Okay, like the caviar is getting spoiled over here. Like, no, I'm joking. Job. I'm yeah. joking. Yeah, yeah, I'd be gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Money. to Hawaii. Adios. Money Sayonara. will ruin you. Money will ruin you. It, it is. <laughs> it is true. I feel like that. Like, try to live a humble life. I don't know. I remember in the pandemic, I thought about the Amish people. I was like, they're just the fucking Amish, fine. The Amish people. The I was Amish. Like, yeah, the it was Amish. like they got that simple life thing going on, and they're like doing just fine. They have like, no electricity. No matter what. Yeah. The women are like doing like churning the butter. No, that's they not know. good. Nobody wants that. But I no. mean, maybe they do. But make the man churn the butter. Make him make his muscles move. It's not up to me to critique other people's cultures. I don't know. But I'm not critiquing. I'm saying what I don't like. But you know, it's like living a life like away from everything, like where you don't what? like I don't know. But also like that's that's attractive, but also like living in a really great community with a lot of really cool people sounds really attractive too. I don't know. With no mustaches. <laughs> no mustaches uh, allowed? No mustaches. Wow. No mustaches in is that a I don't know. I'm joking. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's a different life. Hey, let's let's talk about mustaches for a moment. Like okay. they're super in style right now, but they're kind of gross. No, am I am I crazy? I don't like uh, like. Okay, there are a lot of like things that are trending right now that I hate, and one of them is the little mustache. Like having just like a little like uh, weird mustache is like one of the things I can't get. You mean the Joseph Stalin or the Adolf Hitler? Oh, no, no, just like the, no. the round, like regular oh. ass mustache. It's just oh. this part of your upper lip or whatever. Yeah. Who's that guy? Noah Sampson. Noah Sam Sampson. What, the, the YouTuber guy. You know, he's, he's like five. super cute. I mean, he's cute. I feel like mustaches are like an easy way out. I don't know. Dave's got a bit of a mustache, right? Have I have a beard. <laughs> like, yeah, you're oh, for sure. all over. Yeah, like yeah, you know. So, but if you were to like shave all this, but then leave that, no. Like, have you never done it? No. And <laughs> have it grow as long as possible. As Look. long as possible. No, it's bad. You can't okay, do it. Listen, listen. It's I bad. love, I love the seventies. Okay, but I could not pull off a porno stash. For the life of me, I could not pull off a porno yeah, stash. Yeah, you could. You could. Yeah, if you, ridiculous. If you like clean shaved the whole rest of your face and just had a like thin mustache, no, you would look like a tr very trashy person. I look like El Jefe. <laughs> All right, get off my back before I stab you. What is this? My nails. Are you a cartoon character? No, I'm playing the character. If I just had that on my face. Okay. Be elefe. Yeah. I was so like a Spanish racist, racist. But is he, anyway, is he Spanish? I couldn't tell at all. I just knew there was a character happening. 
Yeah, it was kind of Spanish, a little but, Latin, but not claiming any no specific. Why? Yeah. I know there's uh-huh. nothing specific to it. Uh-uh. I feel like if I could grow a mustache, I would Ooh. at some point. Like if that mm. was like a, you really? know, like if I if I could, like if if I you know, you know, but it's just like I like mustaches on people. Like I think they look all right. I don't know. I mean, sometimes they can be like really hot. I mean, I I think facial hair is okay, but facial hair is not like a make or break for me, like in any type of way. Like it's mm. just like it comes with the person, you know. No matter like, I agree. Right. Mm. I actually like big beards and stuff, but like I mostly go for like sort of fanboys or whatever. But like. I don't know. Every once in a while, I'm like, "Oh, that beard suits me." So that's that's sick. Yeah, for some people, I think it's just like rocking their own style and like feeling confident in the way that they look is like probably the most important part. I mean, for me, it was kind of like my dad started rocking a beard around my age. <laughs> you know, a little later, and my dad looked pretty good with a beard. So I was like, you know, I mean, this is this is what my genes give me, but I'm thankful to my genes, everything else to a certain degree. But uh, yeah. No, that's it. That's all I had to comment. Beards. My dad, he I mean, he would shave like kind of, but he doesn't really have to shave that much. He always contributed it to being like partially Native American, which like I don't even know if that's true, but that's why he always said that he didn't have a lot of body hair. And I was like, oh, okay. But my dad like never really like grew enough hair for it to like become like a like a beard, but he'd still like shave so that he didn't have like stubbly stuff, you know. So my dad's always been clean shaven like my whole life. My dad always had a gigantic mustache like he totally was like different. he was like um he was like the white cheech like he always had a gigantic mustache that covered his face and his lips and his you know and uh so my jeans i have to have a gigantic <laughs> amount of facial hair and uh Last time I was a, a man, which, oh, I don't know if anyone, you know, had, had figured out, but I, I used to be that. I had a huge fucking beard and I grew it out just to see what would happen. And the funny thing that happened to me was that um, different types of people were flirting with me. And that was very interesting. And I was like, okay, let's see how far we could take this. And I grew it down like to some ZZ top level just to see like what different type of people would like be attracted to me. And like, I don't know, I got a lot of dates with a lot of like different type of people that I wouldn't normally date or whatever. Beer dates, not sponsored. Which dates? God, bad timing. I was making a bad joke. Did you say beer dates? I said beer dates, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Beer dates. Beard 
dates. Beard, beard dates. Beards will get you dates. This is the point of the conversation. Oh, that a beard Beards will get you a date. will get you dates. They won't get you more dates. They'll just get you different dates. Dates. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, just right. one single date with, uh, or, you know, I mean, just like multiple single dates. I yes. had a, there was this bar. I was like working in a pizza truck in Austin, Texas. And there was this Ooh. bar that I was like in the backyard of. And they were like, I had this like giant beer that I was growing. It was probably down to my nipples at this point. And uh, they were like, you are, like have the look for our like beer, you know, beer centric bar. And then I shaved it off one day and they were like, we were just about to hire you. Like, we're so fucking mad right now. And I'm like, why are you coming at They're, me all hard what? like this? <laughs> People were disappointed we'll that you had shaved. Yeah. They were like, we were going to give you a job, but now we're definitely not. I'm oh, like, why would you tell me that? That's fucked up. They can't not give you a job because you shaved your beard. That's totally some type of like bias, like, I don't know, of some kind. That's crazy. What a story, dude. Well, first of all, like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Like, they can't not give you a job or whatever, but for them <laughs> to tell me, they're like, oh, we were, but now we're not. So they've literally implicated themselves twice. Like, well, um, what else is like crazy is that they wanted you because of the beard. Like, yeah, they were like, like, this is the, every single person who worked in this beer bar that was like a Texas themed beer bar where like all the beers were from Texas. Every single person had a beard and they had like a whole thing. I'm sure it's the same with like, um, you know, bars like the Tilted Kilt or like Hooters or whatever, where everyone they hire has to have a certain look like you like, it must be very easy to sue them for not hiring you if like you don't have big tits or a beard or yeah whatever. i've definitely seen some flat-chested girls at the hooters and i'm like you hot <laughs> you better be getting tips honey because that gonna be a problem i've been to hooters in like 10 15 years <laughs> isn't isn't like the whole thing like all like managers at Hooters are like these like old fat white men and like all their employees are like 18 years old and have boobs. I don't understand. Yeah. And have boobs. They definitely have boobs. Real yeah. big boobs. I remember growing up, people were always like, you boobs. better do good in school or you'll be working at Hooters. And I was always like, God, <laughs> like, you know, like, you're like, oh, do you like them? <laughs> That's nice. I will not work at Hooters, you know, but I'm glad that you think that I could. I don't or am I? I don't know. It's like, are you now picturing me working at Hooters? Like, it's just kind of a weird thing as a child that people would say they're like, you know, you're going to be working at Hooters if you don't get a better job. I'm like, ah, you know, but now I've never, I've never worked at Hooters. And I don't think that working at Hooters is a bad job. Like technically, I don't know. I wonder if I could get a job at Hooters right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I could get a job at Hooters right now. You and I should both like apply. All three of us could apply at Hooters and just like live stream our our entire situation experience. Yeah, yeah. And it would just I mean, be the, like, the, oh god. The, this sounds like an adventure to have one. 
Um, but we've had a lot of fun here, and we've been going on for an hour. I am very stoned, very, very, very stoned, as you probably can tell. Um, but that has been an episode of American Groove. Um, we are at the end of Fiona. Is there any like um, handles or social links you want to share? If anybody wants to find you, I know you are on TikTok. Uh, oh, what what's my TikTok handle? You must know. I don't oh know. Oh my god, I don't know either. Oh, okay, so uh, I don't know any of my handles. Oh my god, god. I'm so stupid. No, you're oh. fine. Uh, anyway, my name is Fiona Williams. Sometimes I think I'm on. Uh, God, where is where are the goddamn messages? Because you, I. Fuck. Well. I want to get more. I don't it's even have a TikTok. Like, you don't have a TikTok. You know what? TikTok is TikTok is dope. I love I thought, TikTok. Yeah. I think it's great. Um. I watch Found all of it. it through like Instagram Found and it. Facebook Found and it. stuff. Okay, you can find Fiona at Fiona Williams, the number four EVR on TikTok. Hey, that's me, I guess. Yes. Um, and is there anything this is you amazing. want? amazing. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't want it to end, but you know, I, I was, uh, I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me that you gave us your time and you talked openly with us and, you know, just like really like embrace both of us as friends over our podcast. And, you know, we created together just now. And I think that's really great. And I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Um, no, I want to say thank you to you guys for even inviting me because, like, I'm I'm nobody. Like, I'm, it's so nice. That, like, let me tell you, you something. Know, let me tell you something. The dream of this podcast is anybody that comes on here, you're not a nobody. You're a somebody. You know why we have these conversations? I don't give a flying fuck who the hell you are. If you've got a good story you want to or you're open to have a conversation you're more than welcome to come on here and that's why we had you on here that's all that matters you know uh, oh yeah well it, you know if, if y'all want to like just have a conversation sometimes the regular um, one too. podcast that'd be tight yeah. sure we can yeah yes we shall and uh with that uh american groove is hosted by this wonderful person here Chris Andrews, she is a um, a fully licensed cosmetologist, um, esthetician, sorry, esthetician, uh, pug lover, and candle maker. You can find her at Chris of the Beautiful on Instagram. And for the podcast, it's at you're welcome, honey. Uh, you can find the podcast at Lost in the Groove Pod on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. All right, everybody, we're gonna be gone. Bye, everybody. Bye.